Welcome to The Ashley Hand Show and to Reignited, a series of poem conversations with incredible individuals who have risen from the ashes of who they once were and reimagined, rediscovered, realigned, and reignited the most liberated expression of who they are now. So if you're in the midst of a transition, a shift, or maybe even a dark night of the soul, this is for you. And as for me, I'm Ashley Han, brand strategist, entrepreneur, author, coach, and as of last year, I am now a mother, which in and of itself has been one of, if not the most transformational experience of my lifetime. It's why I took off over a year from this very podcast. I have been deep in my own process of rediscovering, realigning, and reigniting this new version of me. And if you want to hear more about that story, listen to the first episode of this series. Now, let's get ready to feel reinvigorated and reignited in today's episode. Oh, and be sure to stay tuned until the very end because I am announcing something super special and time sensitive that I'm really excited about. Let's dive into it. So if you ever, 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 ever doubt your ability to manifest anything, even if it sounds wild and crazy and illogical and insane in your life, this is the episode for you. Believe me when I say that. Because my guest today is none other than the one, the only manifestation babe herself, Catherine Zenkina. And Catherine is literally incredible. She shared her story that I actually didn't even know. She's a friend of mine. I didn't know her whole come up story of like humble beginnings, where she started and how she literally manifested her way to becoming the manifestation babe. So this is a powerful episode with a lot of juicy golden nuggets that we pull out and we even create an assignment for you guys that you can implement in action right after listening to the episode. If you don't know who Catherine is, Catherine Zankina is a number one Amazon bestselling author. She's a master manifestation and mindset coach, and she's the CEO of a multi-million dollar brand called Manifestation Babe. She actually grew up in poverty as a Russian immigrant, and she had quite the journey in becoming and building what she has built and become today. And she talks all about it in this story. You're going to want to listen to it. It's fun. It's juicy. It's gold. So without further ado, let's dive in. Well, hey there, hot stuff. Thanks for coming on my <laughs> reignited podcast. I'm super oh. excited about this episode. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. You guys should have seen what we were doing before we hit record, like literally having a dance party over here. We might just continue through the whole podcast. We'll see. We'll see. I don't happens. think anybody would be mad about it. I really I don't, don't. think so. Yeah, I no. So. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love you. Okay, so I'm really excited about this podcast episode. We were like talking before about, you know, she mentioned, Catherine mentioned like three different reignition stories she could really go into. And I'm like, you know, like, I don't know the original like story that birthed everything that you've created today. So I'm personally really excited to learn about it myself and for my listeners as well, because it sounds like a really a massive reignition, transformation, like pivotal, huge shift and reinvention uh, that you had that created everything today. So let's dive into it, sister. Are you ready? I'm so ready. It really was such a defining moment for me in my life. Like to this day, what has it been like seven, eight years ago that this defining moment happen. And to this day, it's there's so many juicy lessons that I carry forward with me in my life that I'll never forget from these moments. So 
there are so many different places where we can get started and so many origin points that kind of converge together. But what I'd like to take you back to is like, okay, I obviously teach people manifestation and how to manifest their dream lives. It's very unconventional. And how did that come about? Like, where does that come from? And it's very interesting because, you know, through my entire childhood, my parents have been training me to become a doctor when I grow up. And I remember, you know, like when I look back on my childhood, I think of like, I remember one of my friends would really like to play with like the doctor's stethoscope. And so you can see like, oh, this girl's really into like medical stuff or like you see the other little girl or the little boy like driving a fire truck and you can start to imagine like what they're starting to think about in terms of what's going to shape them to who they might become or what their interests are. And for me, it's very interesting because when I look back, I don't really have those moments. But what I do remember is anytime someone would ask my parents, like, what does Catherine want to be when she grows up? To my earliest memories, my mom would always answer, oh, she's going to become a doctor. And where that comes from is I come from a very poor immigrant family. So when my family immigrated here, my mom, my dad, and my grandparents my mom, not speaking a word of English, walked into a community college like weeks after we moved here, didn't know a single word. Like she tells a story of how she had to go get milk for me because I was like I was 13 months old when we moved here. You know, in Russia, we just have milk. But here in America, we got almond milk, we got soy milk, we got 1%, 2%, just this immense amount of options and how she broke down. She was so stressed out. She bought the wrong milk. We didn't have very much money. And so like my mom really didn't know the language, but she knew one thing that education is the key to success here in the United States. So she put herself through nursing school. She had this dream of going to medical school, but because she had me at such a young age, because, you know, my family was in survival mode, she didn't really have time. She couldn't really commit to it. She became a nurse, but then passed this dream onto me. Right. And Mm -hmm. so my whole life, I believe this. I was like, yeah, I'm going to become a doctor. And from a very early age, because of my experience with poverty, I was always money motivated. So I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to make so much money. No one's going to have to worry. No one's going to have to stress. No, I'm going to buy everything my family could ever want because I've watched my mom literally cry over, is she going to pay for daycare? Is she going to pay for dance classes? Is she going to pay for food? Like Mm -hmm. there was a lot of stresses on her, especially after um, she divorced my dad. So they divorced when I was seven. And I remember looking at her and being like, this is not like from a very early age, this is not going to be my reality. This is not going to be my family's reality. I'm going to make a lot of money. And so in the frame of becoming a doctor, right, I was like, huh, which professions make the most amount of money, you know, through medical school? Well, dermatologists make a lot of money. Plastic surgeons make a lot of money. So that's kind of like the realm in which I was thinking. So it was like I was being a dreamer but always within this framework. So off I went, you know, after high school, I went to college and I pursued a degree in biology. So it was some fancy degree, developmental, molecular, something biology. I don't remember what it is. That's how disconnected I am to it now where I'm like, I don't use this degree anymore. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it, but it's a huge part of my history. And even actually before this in high school, so this is where the manifestation piece comes in. In high school, I had this friend. This friend and I were like the two weirdos of the class. We were just like very into weird things. So while we're in class, we're also looking up our astrology charts. 
we're looking up she's teaching me like um there's like this particular website where there's like astrology transits and what's going on in the sky and for whatever reason like we're into it like i've always had this part of me that was very into like the woo woo the esoteric the spiritual stuff but i never really looked at it as like oh this is a normal thing or oh this is considered socially acceptable because it really wasn't um and so i went to her house and she would always talk about her grandpa and how her grandpa is like this psychic and he's very successful. He's had many businesses. And I was always interested in her grandpa because he just seemed like a very interesting person. And one day, it seems like out of nowhere, she just pulls out this book and hands me this book and says, Catherine, this is how my grandpa has everything that he wants in life. And he doesn't work for money. Money works for him. And I was 16 years old at the time. And I was like, sold. Like, I don't want to work for money. I don't want to get wow. Like, I want money to work for me. Right. Yeah. So I went home and I read this book from cover to cover. And it, for whatever reason, it's like it just made sense. Like it just clicked for me. And it was like, oh, this is how life works. Right. It was called the book was called The Secret. And it was all about the law of attraction and manifestation. And I remember instantly, I was like, no, this is how life works. I need to prove this to myself. Like, this is how my brain was thinking at 16. I'm like, no, no, no I'm going to prove this to myself that this works. It was like this remembering from a past life or something. I, I can't describe it. It was this very like spiritual kind of like life purpose calling without even knowing that's what it was at the time. And I, you know, obviously grades were everything to my mom. I used to get grounded for summers at a time for not having a good SAT score, ACT score, anything lower than a B would just be an instant grounding phone taken away. Like my mom was a Soviet mother, very, very strict. Right. And I remember earlier that day, I took a test, a nat physiology test. And I knew that I didn't do well on it because, you know, like if you answer, um, if you just put an answer at a question, at least you'll get some points for it. And I was like, no, 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 no. Okay. So I practiced what was in this book and it was all about like visualization, believing and this and that. And, and I could just see um, there's a specific visualization that I was imagining where I was in a class size that was small enough where my teacher, when one of us would get an A on the test, she would call our parents to let, basically to celebrate. Like she would call your parents to be like, your daughter, your son got an A on the test. Like, yay. You know, just like a little thing that she liked to do. And I was like, oh my God, let me imagine, let me visualize, let me set the intention that my mom's phone's going to ring. And I could hear my mom coming down the steps, coming into my room and saying, Catherine, you got an A on the test. Congratulations. And then like, you know, all is well in my household because a grades were everything. And that's exactly what happened. Like literally what? to a T, that's exactly what happened. And from that day, I was like, this is epic. So I have I, questions. Yes. You left answers blank. I left answers blank. And you got an A on the test. And I got an A on the test. <laughs> Unexplainable stuff. I know. From that point forward, I bought, I mean, every single book that existed on manifestation, on law of attraction. And so I had now these like two sides of me. I had Catherine, who's like studying to become a doctor, very left brain, logical, science is everything, blah, 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 blah. And then I had this like very um, esoteric side of myself that I kept hidden, that I was like, no, no, no one can find this out about me. So long story short, let me bring you to now college. In college, I came into a network marketing business. So the company Beachbody, I discovered it from my own passion in 
fitness. And I came across this woman on social media. She was an emergency medicine doctor, but also had this like network marketing business. And she had a, you know, six figure revenue stream from it. And this is how she's paying for, you know, all her medical school fees and, and she doesn't take out loans and all this stuff. And I remember being like, oh yeah. So my vision for my dream life up until that point is like, I'm going to use manifestation to create money, to create the kind of life where I'm not going to have to take out loans for medical school. So I was like, oh, I feel like I need to sign up for this. And it was like three in the morning and I'll never forget, I emailed this woman and I was like, I don't know what you're doing, but I want to get into it. And then she responded to me and I kind of was like, no, never mind. This is kind of weird. And then I couldn't stop thinking about it. And three days later, I emailed her again. I'm like, screw it. I'm signing up. And as soon as I entered the realm of online business and online marketing, I was absolutely obsessed. I could not stop thinking about it. All my grades started to slip. Like I could not, I was sitting in biology. I'll never forget like a lecture room. And I would be on Facebook selling these challenge packs to people in the DMs and the Facebook messenger. Like there's these like protein shakes and like workouts, online workout CDs, DVDs that you would sell together called challenge packs. And I would be like ranking up and being so lit up and excited about this whole world. And I just could not focus anymore in school. And it turned out to like by the end of graduation, I remember like even a year before graduation, just telling my boyfriend at the time, like, I cannot find any energy in me whatsoever to keep going to school. Like, I want to drop out. This is what I want to do. Like, I love this so much. I was able to make more money than how much I was making at my movie theater job at the time. And I actually quit my movie theater job to then pursue this business as much as I could outside of school. And like, this is what I wanted to do. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And he's like, Catherine, you've been in this university for four years now. You have one more year to go because I had to do all the medical school prerequisites, like just finish. And I'm like, okay, okay, just finish. When I tell you it was so hard to go through that last year, like I remember weird things would happen where on test days, we had to take a bus because my commute was 90 minutes long to and from school. And this is where I would dive into marketing podcasts. This is where I would dive into like personal development, audiobooks, and more manifestation stuff and more law of attraction stuff and really like use it to fuel this this business because like this is how I'm going to get to medical school. But at the same time, there would be like crazy freak accidents on the days of tests where my boyfriend and I would miss our tests and then fail them because we can't get to class on time and we'd miss it because there's crazy traffic. Or the bus would break down because we take a bus from a certain point to a certain point. The bus would break down crazy things were happening where it's like, all right, now in hindsight, I can see the universe is kind of like, no, 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 this is not for you. Right. But of course I would never disappoint my parents. I was very much in like parent pleasing mode. Like I have to go to medical school. This is my only option. This is my only way that I'm going to be successful. And I can just pursue this thing on the side. So when I finally graduated college, I told my parents that I'll be applying to medical school and I started to, you know, do the applications. But for whatever reason, you know, like the first segment of like any application, it's like your name, your address, you know, like just your birthday, like that's all I could do. And I just could never make myself go past that point for whatever reason. 
And around this time, my mentor who signed me up for my Beachbody business, she told me that she just went to this event and it's very up your alley, Catherine. Like, you're going to love this guy. This guy was named Tony Robbins. You're going to love this guy. I went to this four-day event. It changed my life. He's so up your alley. Like, you'd love to do all this mindset, personal development, like psychology stuff for success. Like, this is literally what he teaches. And I had a boyfriend at the time. We both graduated with the same degree. We both lived together, very much on same paths. And I actually... It's funny. I convinced him to buy me a ticket to Tony Robbins for my birthday because that summer he started working in construction and started making more money than me. So I was like, I need you to buy me a ticket for my birthday. And so I went to this Tony Robbins event. And in this event, this is where everything changed for me. So about the first night of the event, I just kept hearing this voice. And the voice was asking me, Catherine, who are you living for? And At first, I was like, that's an interesting question. You know, I just wrote it down in my little journal. Next day, louder, louder, louder. Catherine, who are you living for? Catherine, who are you living for? Who the F are you living for? And I will never forget, like, in the midst of some chanting or the firework or something, something in the event, I had the answer. And the answer came to me and I wrote down, I am living for everyone but myself. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I realized I don't want to go to medical school. I'm choosing medical school because this is my parents' dream for me, but this is not my dream. And the boyfriend that I'm currently with, yes, I love him, but we're more great friends than we are, you know, like very passionate about each other. And the reason why we're together is because it's just comfortable. It's just become a rhythm. It's become like a thing that we just do, but it's not really coming from an intentional place of like, I love you and I want to be with you. It's just that we have so much history together. And I really wanted to move back to LA. My parents moved me from Los Angeles to Washington State because of my stepdad's dream job. And so I went to high school and college in Washington State, but I was dying to go back to LA because going from a sunny place to a very rainy place is not fun. It rains 300 days a year in the Seattle area. And I just, that's where I'm from. So girl, I know. Oh (laughs) my God. I just, oh my God. I just couldn't do it. I spent eight years there and I just couldn't do it. And so where exactly are you from? So that's why I was curious where you went to college. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So Okay. Well, I have a lot of friends who went to UW. I went to Western Washington University. I lived in a really small town across the water, like Bremerton, Silverdale. Yes. Oh, that's where I grew up. Yeah. So I I went to um, high school in Gig Harbor. Wow. That's where my, that's, that's where my brother went to high school. There we go. So I did not, I did not love my time there, but it is part of my story. So anyway, that weekend I had all these realizations and you know, being in Tony Robbins's energy and just being in that room, it was like I had all the drive, all the motivation, all the inspiration to make those changes in my life. But when I tell you that I felt crazy at the thought of like, am I really about to go home and tell my parents I'm not going to medical school? Am I really about to break up with this boyfriend? Am I really about to move out on my own back to Los Angeles? Because, you know, that's moving out of my parents' house for the first time. And I just felt insane. And to add to that level of insanity, I had this voice tell me, Catherine, you need to continue with the other Tony Robbins events and you're going to figure it out. You're going to make it work. And so the last day of the event, I walked in and I handed over my credit card and I asked 
what is your cheapest payment plan? Like, what is the lowest that I need to pay to get into like the Mastery University series? And it was like with the loan and everything, it ended up being 15K. So I went into 15K in debt right away, handed over my credit card, shaking, but something within me just knew like this was going to open everything for me in my life. I can't tell you, like there, were, I had no evidence. I had no proof. I literally thought I was crazy. And that's where my spiritual connection that I started to build when I was 16 years old went to the next level for me because I went home from the event. I was staying with my grandma on my grandma's couch during that weekend. And I made all those decisions in my mind. I haven't carried them out yet, but I made the decisions. And I remember being like, God, universe, whoever's out there, I feel so crazy. I need your help. Please give me a sign. If I'm on the right path, can you show me 1111? And at the time, 1111 didn't mean anything to me. It was just something my best friend would always say, like, 1111, make a wish. And I, she was actually picking me up for, for dinner. And I was um, getting ready for dinner. And I went to go grab a glass of water. As she texted me, like, hey, I'm here. I went to go grab a glass of water. I looked at my grandma's microwave, which was a time that was wrong from, like, the time I had on my phone. And so my phone, it was like, you know, 7 p.m. or whatever. But on the microwave, it said 1111. And Whoa. I was like, I Chills. need to do I need to do this. So the next day, broke up with the boyfriend, came home, told my parents I'm not going to medical school and said, I'm moving to Los Angeles. Like, that's a decision I'm making. And when I tell you that my parents were extremely disappointed in me and made my last three months at home a living hell while I gathered my stuff and gathered the moving plans and figure out where I was going to live. I initially decided to live with my dad, but that was short-lived because my dad and I don't have a great relationship. So I ended up grabbing all the money that I had generated with my business at the time, moved into my grandma's house on my grandma's couch and found myself $15,000 in debt. My business at the time, like by this time, I started to lose passion for Beachbody. I realized that it's not really fitness that I have a passion for. It was actually the personal development piece. Like I really wanted to help people choose themselves, create the life that they want to live. And even though my life looked nothing like, you know, my dream life, I just like, I don't know. I just had this knowing that everything that I was doing was correct. But at the same time, I felt so insane. And laying on my grandma's couch one night when I finally moved to LA, I'm now single. I have my business, but my income is starting to dwindle because I don't have a passion for it. I have no other means of making money. Medical school was my only source of certainty. Like I said no to every single source of certainty that I had. And I knew that if I would make myself uncomfortable enough and back myself into a corner that I would figure it out. Like I just, I learned that from the Tony Robbins event for whatever reason, that's the lesson that I brought into this. And so one night on my grandma's couch, I was scrolling through my phone on Instagram, just feeling a little bit like, what am I doing? I feel so stupid. I feel so dumb. Like I felt really embarrassed because I was now toying with the idea of getting a job to kind of like support myself while I figure out my life. And I didn't want to commit to any sort of career. Like I knew I could go use my biology degree in some, you know, format of like getting a job at some lab or something like that. But I um, asked my mom's best friend if she was hiring because she was looking for a receptionist. 
So I took on a $15 an hour job. And I remember being so embarrassed by that. But like, what am I doing? I'm like literally regressing in life right now. Like, what am I doing? What's going on here? And I was so feeling so overwhelmed and so down on myself and so depressed. And I remember going on social media one night, scrolling on Instagram and coming across a quote that changed everything. And ironically, it was a Tony Robbins quote. And the quote said, live as though your prayers have already been answered. And Mm -hmm. that just like the way that it downloaded in my head and just made sense of everything where I was like, you know what? What if I actually went all in? on this manifestation thing? What if I actually proved to myself that I could massively transform my life using these universal principles, using the power of the mind, using the law of attraction, using using the stuff that I know that I just haven't really gone all in on yet? And that moment was my defining moment of what I call my one-year experiment, where I had this realization of like, What if I just committed one year of my life to going all in? What if I committed one year of my life to fully believing in myself, to being delusional, like believing in myself and in my dreams to a delusional level where I don't care what my family says. I don't care what my friends say. I don't care who's looking at me like an idiot. I'm going to put all these things into practices like the meditations, the visualizations, the building a vision board, the journaling, the mantras, the affirmations, like what if I went all in on this and played this game that my success is inevitable. I'm always on the right path. I'm fully committed to making all my dreams come true. And if it doesn't work out for me, I'm already at my worst case scenario. I'm already living on my grandma's couch. Like what's the worst that can happen? I can just come back to living on my grandma's couch, right? Mm. But what if it does work? What if it actually transforms everything? And if it does work and I don't fall flat on my face and I do find success with it, then I can just carry on the game forever. And so that moment for me was what truly birthed manifestation, babe, where manifestation became like an extension of everything that I was learning in my life at that moment of like, okay, I can use these principles to change my life. And I'm going to share with other people how it's been changing my life and how they can use them in their life too. And so I started an Instagram account and I called it Manifestation Babe. I created my first course just like, you know, and I started promoting it to my fitness audience at the time where they're kind of like, all right, Catherine's going in another direction. Like what the hell is going on here? And I could just feel such a fuel and such a passion and such a genuine energy for what I was creating. And it just carried me forward through all of these dark moments of being like, okay, what am I doing with my life? Like, am I crazy? Like, what's going on? And um, through committing to this one-year experiment and through sharing all these principles and all these things that I was doing, I mean, you know, over time, like the Instagram account started to grow people start asking me, they could see my life transforming in front of their eyes. And they're like, what are you doing? Teach us everything you know. Can we hire you one-on-one? And within, you know, the first year of Manifestation Babe, I made like $9,000 and implementing all of these principles that I was teaching. The next year was a quantum leap to where we made $600,000. And from then on, it just kept doubling and doubling and doubling and doubling. And today it's a multiple seven figure business. It's my calling. It's my passion. It's what I love. And to this day, I'm like living those defining pivotal moments of really going after my passions and my dreams and just 
not giving a fuck about what people think of me and like what my family thinks and et cetera, et cetera. Oh my God. I love this story. I can't believe I didn't know this story. This is freaking awesome. It's freaking gold. Okay. I have so many points I want to underline. So the yes. first thing that like really freaking stuck out to me, you kept saying, I'm insane. I, I must be insane. Delusional. You kept saying all the time. I feel crazy. You kept saying yes. that. And I think that part is really important because this is a newer learning for me. This is like as of the last four years of my life. Uh -huh. You and I are different. I don't know if you know the personality matrix. If any of you listening, it's promoter, analyzer, supporter, controller. For, no, yeah. I've never heard of this. You're a thousand percent a promoter, okay? A thousand percent, which means like the <laughs> promoters, like the big energy, like uh, yes. the like life of the party. That it's it's the big, the visionary. That's the promoter. I'm an analyzer, okay? Mm -hmm. So I tend to overanalyze. I get caught up in details. Blah blah. A big breakthrough that I had that was so huge for me is realizing that. We are actually not logical or rational beings. We're mm -hmm. not. We are actually believing beings. Mm -hmm. We steer our lives based on what we believe. Yes. Amen. And when I got that, like really got that, was like, wait a yeah. minute. Yeah. What? Because it, what you said was right. Oh, it was insane. It was delusional. Because here's the thing about logic. It's based on what is logic. It's based on what we know. Mm -hmm. But if we're trying to create something that we don't know, that we haven't experienced yet, and we're basing it off of logic, what we do know, how could we expect to create that? You know what I'm exactly. saying? It's just like, so I really heard that, like that through line through everything that you were sharing about that. I felt crazy. I felt insane. It's like, yeah, good. I think if you feel insane, that is a great sign. You make such a great point. I actually wanted to share a quick story. I was in an Uber going to the airport at like four in the morning, years and years and years ago. And the driver was asking, so what do you guys do? And I honestly hate that question, especially when it's like random stranger where I'm like, all right, here we go. How many levels of explanation deep are we going to have to get here for you to understand what I do? And especially this is like five years ago. So today, if you say I'm an online entrepreneur, people are like, oh, OK, I've seen them on social media. Right. Even if they're not like I kind of get the idea. Back then, it wasn't like that. And I just, for whatever reason, I think Brennan opened his mouth and was like, oh, she teaches manifestation. And he's like, what the hell is that? And he starts talking, 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 talking. And you can tell he's so skeptical, right? And I'm like, I've learned that I'm not here to convert the skeptics. I'm just here to say, just try it out for yourself. It, if it mm. doesn't work, you can mm. just come right back to where you are now. Mm. Like that's the worst that's going to happen is yep. right where your life, how it looks exactly as it does right now. If it doesn't work out for you, you're just going to come back here. But if it does, you might find yourself living a different reality. And that's for you to prove to yourself. That's not for me to prove to you. Like you have to do your own work if that's something you feel called to do. So anyway, I was like, oh, God, here we go. And so he's a little, you know, being a little skeptic here and there, whatever. And then at the end, he's like, you can tell he's a little angry. And I, like, I can't figure out why he's angry. He's like, so you just lie to yourself. And, uh, you know, like you're just lying to yourself about how good life is. And then it just magically, you know, becomes great. And for whatever reason, I said, you know what? Yeah, I am lying to myself. Just like you're lying to yourself about how bad life is and how bad mm -hmm. it has to be. Mm -hmm. And we're all just lying to ourselves. And so we might as well tell ourselves a good lie that works for us and that benefits us and that creates what it is that we want to create. And you can see like his wheels are spinning. He goes silent. He gets out of the car, helps us with our luggage. We say bye, whatever. We go on our plane. And I forgot where we're going, but 
for whatever reason, somewhere far, probably because it's early in the morning. We land however many hours later and I go on Instagram and I have a DM from someone and I read the DM and it's the Uber driver. And he says, hey, I'm your Uber driver from this morning. I just want to let you know that you changed my life. Like what you said about the whole lie thing just completely sunk in differently than anything that's ever sunken in my life. And I realized like I am just lying to myself and I'm telling myself really bad lies and I need to start telling myself really good lies. And I just bought your book. I just bought all these books and I enrolled in these courses and I'm here to go like all in with this shit. Like I'm excited to learn more about it. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't know I said that. That's freaking epic, dude. Yeah, that's epic. I mean, that's so funny that you just said, I just had a retreat with the ladies and we were literally talking about this exact thing. In the word belief, in the center is the word lie. Yeah. They're all lies. So it's like, if you're gonna tell yourself a lie, I love what you, exactly. Might as well be one that actually feels good, that you want to believe. Not when you don't want to believe, you know what I mean? And and so, being a research and like I have that part of me who's a researcher, yeah. who's a scientist, like I have a yeah. science degree. So I understand people needing the science. But let me just point this out to you. Like I've learned over the years that there really is no such thing as truth, meaning that if you look at like the diet industry, for example, you can find scientific papers with evidence, with studies, with proof that say that coffee is good for you. And in the same vein, coffee is bad so for you. So true. fat is good for you. Fat is bad for you. So right? true. These are smart people. Wow. These are actual scientific studies. These are, you yeah. know, they're, they're done in a very, you know, scientific way. And yet they still disagree with one another. And yep. People have been fighting over the truth for millennia. There's wars over the truth. And yet still, after so many thousands of years of humanity, we still can't agree on things. Mm -hmm. And so that just goes to show you that we're all living our own version of truth. There is no ultimate truth. So I like to look at things as, is this useful for me? Is this serving me? Is this going to get me to my goals or is this not? And I just choose my beliefs accordingly where I'm like, all right, the version of Catherine who is making millions of dollars and has a happy family and lives in this kind of house and has this kind of business and writes million dollar charity checks. Like what kind of beliefs does she have around money, around business, around herself, around her life and choose the beliefs that are going to serve in that vision accordingly. And again, like if you want to call that a lie, go for it. Lie to yourself about what lies you need to tell yourself because Whatever methodology that works for you that's going to get you there is what will work for you. Because in Mm -hmm. the end, everything is just perception, like you said, and everything is just belief. Yeah, I love that. This just came, just downloaded. Uh, Those of you listening right now, we got an assignment for you. It's an assignment just came through, a divine assignment. So write out some lies you'd be telling yourself that are not serving, supporting you. And the way that I do it, this is like what works for me because, you know, my analyzer, I do have a skeptic that lives inside of me. Mm -hmm. So instead of writing the other lie that actually is what you want and is something that would work for you, I write, I choose to believe. Yes. Because then it's like, you're not like, if you're, I believe blah, blah, we're like, okay, well, okay, they're both lies, but this feels like really, like I've been living this lie at least, but this one I haven't lived. You can at least say, I choose to live by that. Like I choose to subscribe to that one. And that's your homework, right? Three and three, three lies, three, write it out, commit to it, anchor it in for the next 30 days, bam, for the next 33 days. There you go. 
Can I add something that will just make it a bit more effective? So with with the belief, with the lie that you no longer want to believe. So how I see this is like, it's like a table metaphor where I see the belief as being a tabletop and all the legs is evidence behind that belief. And when you believe something, you have a ton of evidence for it. And so the key is to poke holes at all the evidence until all the legs get knocked down and you no longer have a table. And I love what you said of, I choose to, like, I'm in the process of believing. I choose to believe. I'm willing to believe because that's a powerful, I call it a bridge. So when people struggle with affirmations, certain affirmations, like, yeah, they're all going to sound like lies to you at first. So use those nice little bridges to help you bridge the gap between not believing it and believing it. But with the whole evidence piece is really question, like you have the belief, you have the evidence. Now it's time to question the belief. So with every belief or lie that you don't want to believe anymore, ask yourself, like, is it ultimately true? Is it true 100% of the time? Can I find a moment in my life where it wasn't true? Because the more that you can poke holes and find evidence of it not being true, even if it's just for one second, 10 years ago, right? That's still evidence. And the more you knock down those legs, the less it's going to be so hardened in your mind, the less it's yeah. going to be like this sturdy table. Yeah. And then the new belief, find evidence, try to build evidence, look for times in your life where that belief may have actually been true or is true or has manifested for you in some way, shape or form. And that will only help you believe that stronger. So good. I love the table at top analogy. I've never heard it put that way. That was beautiful. And also it doesn't even have to be like I, whenever I do this evidence practice, I I also think of people who have done it. Yes. Because like I used to be a person that would look at people and I would be disempowered. I'd be like comparing myself, like blah, blah. Then I start using it as evidence. I start using them like, oh, wait, that person's creating exactly that thing. So it doesn't have to only be in your life experience. It can be in other people's life experience as well. Just want to like, yes. Hold on. Thank you. Holy snipers. This episode literally like flew by. I looked at the time like, what? <laughs> so I had a feeling it would. We, well, we had a feeling. We had a feeling it would happen. We did. So, now we can break down and dance. <laughs> yeah. Now we can break dance. <laughs> Actually, I do know how to beatbox. Just fun fact. In okay. case you, I ever want, if in case you ever want to freestyle and I ever want to beatbox, that Wait, could I'm happen gonna, on a I'm gonna see episode. You. I'm going to see you in a month at the wedding. Yes. So you're going to have to break down in some sort of beatbox and we can just all down. create like a band together. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> Say no more. Say no more. All right, y'all. I am going to put all the links to all of Catherine's things in the show notes in case you already don't follow her go do it you definitely won't regret it you'll be obsessed with her just like i am so i'll put all your stuff in is there any last things you want to mention share before we hop off and complete the episode i mean no i don't know i just hope that everyone who's listening just really uh does the belief assignment because that in itself is life-changing so don't like I, i see so many people where they they listen to something in the podcast and they go Oh, okay. That sounds like a good idea, you know? And no, no, no. All the transformation in life comes from the actual action. And I think that's a big missed piece in the manifestation process is they think like the the work ends in your mind and it it ends in the visualization and the intention setting and the journaling. Like, no, then you act on it. When the doorbell rings, you answer the door. Like when opportunity comes, you create opportunity. When opportunity comes, you answer it. Like you need to solidify the manifestation with action. So take action. Love that. So good. Love that. Love you. Love you too. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming on the show. This was so fun. I knew it would be. It's the best when you have your friends come on your show because you can just like, yeah, it's so good. 
Thanks, babe. That was awesome. And to all my listeners, we'll see you on the next Reignited episode. If this episode made a difference for you, please, please be sure to leave a rating and review. It means so much to me and it fuels me to continue to create more content and episodes like this. Also, as promised, I have a very special and exciting announcement to share with you. If you are either one, not feeling fulfilled in your career and you're looking to transition out of your nine to five and create a passion-based, purpose-driven, successful business of your own, or two, you've already taken that step and created your online business, but you feel like something has just not been working and clicking the way you really desire it to. Maybe you've been stuck at a certain income level and sort of hitting a glass ceiling that you're ready to break through, or maybe you're just feeling a bit lost or intimidated or overwhelmed with where to start, what your next steps are, to really go from just surviving in your business to really thriving in it. And you just really, really desire to feel ignited and on fire and unstoppable in your career. You deserve to feel that way. And you want to do it in a way that does not compromise your ability to feel fulfilled and your freedom to do whatever you want, whenever you want, with whoever you want. Well, keep listening, sweetheart, because I have got a something special that might be just the thing you've been looking for. I am super excited to announce that I am launching the Ignite Your Brand Mastermind for women who are ready to step into an accelerated results-driven container that uses my proven framework that I've used over and over again in multiple programs that has a 95% success rate in women hitting their business goals and creating massive results. I am so freaking passionate about this framework because I've seen it work time and time again and nothing, nothing, nothing excites me more than when I see my women unstoppable, fully ignited, and on fire in their business and their lives. My goal is ultimately for them to reach theirs. So if this sounds exciting, enticing, or intriguing at all to you, and you'd love to be a part of a group of powerful, soul-aligned, amazing women in a program literally designed to accelerate you from where you are now to where you want to be, then click that link in the show notes to learn more and apply. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.